Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, subscribe to Off the Floor, winnow.app, backslash Off the Floor. Text directly from myself, Brady, Greg, and Alex on stuff that's going on with the Miami Heat and around the NBA. Also, we do contests, Q&As, long posts, and much more. It's $3.05 per month. Bypass Twitter, X, Instagram, all of that, and still get your Heat news. Winnow.app backslash off the floor. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our friend Lynette, you can find her at insurancebylynette.com or A-Aggressive Insurance. She's got car insurance. She's got life insurance, renter's insurance, homeowner's insurance, all based in North Lauderdale area, North Broward area, but you can service anybody in South Florida. Huge Miami Heat fan. You're familiar with her from all of our streams. Go to insurancebylanette.com. Again, that's insurancebylanette.com. Two N's and two T's. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. It's just me, Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and Five Reasons Sports. We hope that you caught Alex, myself, and Eternal on playback today. We're going to be doing more of that, so go to playback.tv backslash 5RSN, get all of our streaming coverage there but today we're going on we appreciate this guy staying up late for us uh it is now what time is it naveen in the philippines while we're recording this it's 203 in the morning just like it's 203 p.m here in the united states so 12 <laughs> hour difference texted him about two hours ago said would like to get you on and talk about your interview with eric spolster if you don't follow him you should he's at naveen ganglani on twitter did i do okay did i do okay yeah. we, we te- okay do, do it for me. Good. Do it for me because we know this is a weakness of mine among many. <laughs> okay. Well, so it's at Naveen Ganglani on Twitter, A N V E E N G A N G L A N I. So, yeah, I think you actually did pretty good. And I just want to say thanks, Ethan. Uh, I feel like I've listened to like more than 100 episodes of this podcast. So, to be here, it's pretty awesome. And by the way, I'm also subscribed to your Winnow app on, on Telegram, actually, all the way here in the Philippines. And I have to say, it's been a great investment so far. Oh, you can come back anytime. Uh, we've done 100 episodes in just the last week. So, yes, we, we appreciate you listening to all of our episodes this week. Uh, you should, definitely should follow Naveen. Again, he's multimedia for Raptor.com. Also has a podcast called The Navs Effect. Uh, he's an events, ho- events host and lots of other stuff. I've been following him for quite a while. And you're just fortunate enough that this team happens to be coming to you along with mm-hmm. the head coach of the Miami Heat. So you took a lot of video uh, and other things at yesterday's practice. Of course, Eric Spolcher is an assistant on this team, uh, a staff that also includes Steve Kerr as the head coach. I can argue that maybe Spo should have been the head coach, but maybe eventually. <laughs> uh, and then and then Ty Lu on the staff as well. And we did an episode about Team USA and which Team USA player manned up with the Heat eventually. I know everybody wants to say Ant. I don't know that that's the most realistic, uh, but maybe a Jaron Jackson Jr. or Brandon Ingram in the future. But I, I just want you to take us through the scene of this because Eric Spolscher, he goes to the Philippines pretty regularly. Again, this is Mother's Heritage. Uh, he goes to the Philippines pretty regularly for camps and such. Was Did he go last summer? Did he go last offseason? 
No, yes, actually, I don't think he's been a while. Uh, I've been around for a while. Um, the last time that it was really consistent almost every year was kind of like before the big three era, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Other, okay. unless you know, he's been going like without any of the fanfare, any of the media knowing, and kind of doing under the radar and like low key, which wouldn't surprise me to be honest. And so he goes out there. That just I I just want to get the sense of this. Um, because Eric, as you said, it, I mean, if it hasn't been that much recently. He's become a much bigger star in recent years uh, since the big oh, three, yes. obviously, was on that stage. But now it seems to be for his own right. And there's a recognition of what kind of coach he is. And uh, I think we've gotten away from he was carried by LeBron or Dwayne. And we started to, <laughs> to recognize what he is. But can, can you put into perspective, like on the list of sports celebrities where you are, where does Spo rank? Okay, so just to give you a brief example, when we posted the interview I did with him today, the first uh, few comments were all local people basically saying, hey, Coach Po, why don't you take over the Philippine national team instead? Can you please take it over instead, you know? So people are basically like pleading with him to become the national head coach um, of the Philippines, although it seems like the United States has it before the Philippines. Um, but he is a celebrity. The ground he walks on, is also really praised. He everyone knows that he's a great head coach. Everyone knows he's a great tactician. Everyone knows that at this point he's a great human being. And that speaks to the competitiveness. You know, we have a head coach here named Tim Cohn who worked as an assistant coach for the Miami Heat in the Summer League mm-hmm. 2022. Mm-hmm. And Coach Tim is a 25-time champion. And he has a great relationship with Spolstra. And every time Coach Tim is around, people also want to know about Coach Eric Spolstra. What does it like, you know, being with Spo, working with Spo? And I think the reason why that is, Ethan, is because Spo is so open about embracing his Filipino heritage. You know, he never shies away from talking about how proud he is of his mom's roots, how proud he is of wearing the Philippine flag on his chest, not literally, but figuratively, how proud he is of wanting to know more about the Philippines. You know, Coach Tim, when I did an interview with him a few months ago, he said every time he meets up with Spo, Spo is always trying to get information about what's the Philippines like economically, the politics, the government, how's it going, the basketball scene, the people, all of that. So the fact that he loves being a Filipino, that he's so that he expresses it as well, that he's not shy to talk about in interviews or when people ask him about it. I think that adds in the allure on top of everything else he's accomplished in the basketball court and leading the Heat to NBA Finals in the last four years and Eastern Conference Finals in Game 7 where they could have made the NBA Finals again. So I think that adds to it because even here in the Philippines, a lot of people in those big three days thought, okay, he has LeBron, he has Wade, he has Bosch, he has Miller, Allen, all these guys, Mario Chalmers. So he's kind of just a coach, coaching a great team. But since then, he's proven that he's the elite of the elite and people are starting to recognize that people are starting to respect that. And like I said, people wish he would coach the Philippine national team. Yeah. And okay, he's a pretty busy guy. Uh, it's interesting when you get to know Eric a little bit, like he is inquisitive about a bunch of different things. And sometimes I, I wonder how he keeps it all straight because mm-hmm. uh, I, I I've said this to our co-host, like sometimes you'll ask Spolster a question and then like, he'll come back with an answer two weeks later. I've had this experience with him numerous times. I, I got something wrong in a question that I asked him during the finals. 
about who he told to stop shooting during the big three era. It was actually Shane Battier. It wasn't Mike Miller. And it wasn't quite the way that I put it. And he literally like a week later, we'd already changed venues. Like we were back in Miami, not in Denver. He stopped me on the court after I was talking to Miller. And he says, you know, you got that thing wrong, right? Like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, (laughs) he has this kind of ability to process all this kind of different information and keep and compartmentalize it. And I, sometimes I don't know how he has the time for any of it, frankly. Um, but yes, he he has <laughs> always expressed uh, interest in what's going on uh, in his mother's uh, heritage country. I, I want to get to um, this him, his interactions before we get to your interview, his interactions with this particular group, because I know he fans are always like, OK, if you get somebody on Team USA and they get to know what, quote unquote, heat culture is about, whether it's. You know, Bam Adebayo sort of winning over Dame Lillard when they they were together and then becoming close friends or even way back where Dwayne, you know, was sitting on the back of a bus, uh, you know, in 2008 with with LeBron and Bosh. And they started to discuss, uh, according to legend, of course, that, you know, what might happen in 2010. But now you actually have like the keeper of heat culture on the sideline there with these guys. And a lot of these players are signed for the next two, three years. They're franchise type players. Halliburton just got paid an insane amount of money. Uh, Brunson's, you know, obviously signed with the Knicks last year and got a contract. Um, I don't think Minnesota's going to want to part with Anthony Edwards anytime soon, or they shouldn't. But what do you just notice about sort of the interactions of the players with Spo? Does, does they, they look loose with him? Do they look comfortable with him? Like, what does that look like? Well, they're very comfortable and very loose. And I think they appreciate him not just because of his basketball mind, but also his ability to connect with human beings as well. And I feel that's something that he's really gotten better at since the Big Three days. That's not to say that he wasn't able to connect with his team during the days of the Big Three, but it feels like after that, you know, those years where it was Rook 1 and Rook 2 leading the way, or the years where Jimmy and Bam lead the way, he just has this like chemistry now with these guys, almost like they're always in sync that I think just came with age and experience. And you're starting to feel that sense too with the Team USA guys. So Ethan, interestingly enough, and I'm going to get to the Anthony Edwards point in a bit, but interestingly enough, the camp that Spolster had, so Wednesday morning Manila, was not exactly mandatory for the USA basketball players to attend. Basically, what I was told by a friend of mine uh, who works with USA basketball was it was an event where the players, if they wanted to, they could go. And by the way, the camp started relatively early, I guess, like Mm -hmm. 9.30, 10 in the morning. And considering that USA got in Manila just the day before, they could have been tired. They could have chosen not to go. But some of them did go. And I I was curious about that. Like, who would choose to go? And at the same time, who would also interact with Spolstra in the process? So Steve Kerr was also in attendance. So kudos to him. He was talking to the campers as well. Some of the members of the media was very kind. Mikhail Bridges was there, Cam Johnson was there, Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart came a little later towards the end of the camp. Um, let's see from uh, Anthony Edwards was there too, but before him, I believe that, oh yes, Tyrese Halliburton was there as well. So Halliburton and Bridges were the first two guys to attend. So when Edwards attended or rather arrived, I guess he was trying to be anonymous because he had his hoodie on top of his head, um, looked very chill, passed by, and he was staying on the other side of the playing court. Now, who knows if I'm maybe reading too much into this or maybe I just like to speculate a little bit, but he was staying on the other side of the court while the campers, the coaches, the players were nearer to the benches where the media were and the other players were waiting for their turn for drills. 
So Edward was kind of by the door, other side of the court, just chilling. And unsurprisingly, Spolstra, you know, while conducting his camp, walks over to the other side of the court. And for a good few minutes, about like eight to 10 minutes, he was just there talking it up with Ant. And they were just like, it looked like it was so natural. It looked like they've been together for years, you know? Um, I actually well, took a he's picture He's coached of that. a couple guys like him, I guess. Yes, um, yes, yes. I mean, he actually had an interview at CNN today where he right. mentioned Edwards is the closing, closest thing he's seen to Dwayne Wade. So right. that's really the highest compliment spoken, you know, give anyone considering his relationship with Dwayne, right? But at the same time, too, I think the relationship has gotten really good between Edwards and Spo because later the uh later Wednesday evening when we got to attend the final minutes of USA practice, you know, at that point they're done with practice. They're kind of having these little games. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen the video yet and the tweet, but basically being there, the story was Spolster and Edwards had this bet going on where mm-hmm. Edwards would have two chances to hit a half-court shot. And I'm not sure how much exactly was on the line. Edwards said it was for a huncho. Not so not so familiar with that, but I'm guessing <laughs> maybe <laughs> some some kind of value basically. Um, and they were trash talking each other a little bit too because so Edwards makes a second half court shot and then he basically tells Polter, "Hey, I want my money and not in USD. I want it in pesos to kind of you know, which is the local Philippine currency to kind of mm-hmm. mess around with him a little bit." And Spolter's like, "Okay, let's go back at it tomorrow. Let's go at this again." And Edwards basically says, oh, you want to go at it again tomorrow? You a bold bleep. So, you know, the bleep, you can kind of figure yes. what he said from there. Um, but it was all in like jest. It was all for fun. And just how quickly those two have built a relationship. And during my interview with Spoto, he mentioned about what Edwards means to the team. And he said something interesting, which I thought was another high compliment, which was he said, Anthony Edwards just knows how to captivate a crowd. And this is a guy in Spolstra who's coached many superstars who have captivated crowds before. Jimmy, LeBron, Wade. I guess you could put Shaq in that list as well. And for him to kind of look at Edwards in that regard already at this young age just says a lot about the respect that's building between the two. And you can see it in the court when they're spending time with each other. Yeah, it's interesting. I I mean, I think in three years, we may look back at this little flirting escapade here in the Philippines and say, wait a second, that's where it started. <laughs> uh, you, you you mentioned Dwayne. I, I mean, I think that Anthony Edwards, and you, know, you don't want to put too much on a on a young guy who still needs to get out of the first round. And I think that has more to do with the pieces they put around him and they need to, they need to pivot to make him the clear number one guy, which is, is I think they want to do, but they can't figure out what to do with towns uh, or Gobert at this stage. But I, I think when we look at it, I mean, it, he has, he is in a lot of ways, Anthony Edwards, a combination of Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler in terms of mentality, the coming from mm-hmm. Minnesota, uh, his willingness to just say whatever the hell's on his mind, um, yeah, which is very Jimmy like. system. Yes, and and the and Young the Dwayne, Dwayne, then the yeah, and the Dwayne quality. I think from a playing style standpoint, there there's a lot there, and Anthony Edwards has said that uh, himself. So I, it's interesting that he's used body, but I, I think what's really has struck me about this USA team, and I know there was criticism that they didn't have huge stars on it it seems like a lot of nice guys. Like it seems like a lot of guys that yep. Spo would relate to like Halliburton has a very positive media presence. Brunson has a very positive media presence. Mikhail Bridges is one of the nicest people in the entire league. Um, I mean, you just, you look at this group, it just seems like kind of a likable group. Like I, there have been some USA teams that have not necessarily been the case. I, I covered Dwayne's first in 2004 and 
there were some issues on that group. Uh, this does not seem like it, and it just seems like the kind of group where Eric Spolster is going to come back with a lot of positive thoughts about players on this team. And I think as he elevates in the Heat organization, which clearly is going to continue to happen, especially when eventually Pat moves aside, uh, his reports on these guys are going to be pretty damn good. I, and I don't just mean from a basketball standpoint. I mean, I mean, from a personality standpoint, I want to get to your interview specifically with Spo here in a second. Before I do I want to mention a couple sponsors of the five reasons sports network prize picks. That's our fantasy sponsor. And yes, they will have the FIBA games on there. So go to prizepicks.com or the Google play store, or the Apple app store, use that code five F I V E get that initial deposit matched up to hundred dollars and better edge. Use the code five RSN, get $20 to play. This is our legal betting partner, legal in 45 States, including the state of Florida, but also I'm actually going to be launching it here over the next few hours. Uh, we're doing a contest on there. You don't even need to pay for this. It's free. And you can win a $150 uh, piece of memorabilia. It's a framed uh, framed art of uh, the, the 1992 Dream Team, or at least the three core members, Larry, uh, Michael, and Magic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. So we're giving that away. It's $150 value. And we're going to be giving that away for just entering and answering eight questions in a tiebreaker about this FIBA tournament. Also, we're going to be doing FIBA uh, on playback. Join us at 7 a.m. on Saturday. Yes, we'll be up 7 a.m. for Nikola Jovic uh, playing for Serbia. And then the U.S. plays about 40 minutes after, and we will pivot to that. All right, we're back here with Naveen. Again, follow his work on Twitter and elsewhere. All right, so take me through it. You had a little time with Spo. Uh, what did you get out of it? Well, once again, the passion for the Philippines. What he said, interestingly enough, though, was how growing up, there was a lot of the Filipino values in his home, which he still takes with him until today. And I'm not sure if it's fair to say this because, you know, about the whole undrafted concept where he discussed not exactly wanting that word to be used to describe his players. But I think underdogs is a great way to describe the Miami Heat teams over the past few years where we've really seen Spoh's imprint on the team more than ever before. And that resonates a lot with the Philippine mindset of being underdogs as well, not just in basketball, but really in a lot of aspects of life. Uh, now, sometimes it's a little too overly romanticized when you, spot, when you talk about the life concept of it. But a lot of Filipinos, I think, can resonate with being called underdogs because of the hardships they go through every day. And that's not to say that Spo is an underdog in that sense, but I think he carries himself as an underdog, always trying to prove himself. That's why he's always willing to do the grunt work. Another point that was brought up 
um, just a random trivia here for your Philippine um, listeners was that Spo mentioned how Dwayne Wade said that he wants to come to the Philippines soon. Too. In fact, Dwayne Wade told Spo this just right before, um, a few days before he entered the Hall of Fame sometime this summer. So Philippine fans, that's something to look forward to. And wait, let me read the quote here because I tweeted it out. I wanted to read it word for word because I okay. think this is very important. And again, this goes back to Anthony Edwards. So Spo says during the interview on Anthony Edwards, he does have a great work ethic. He has a competitive toughness. He has a world-class talent, but he's also willing to be part of a team, sacrifice and play a role in the team. He's a fun guy to be around, just really enjoys the moment and plays his best when it's needed the most. He can captivate a crowd like few can. The fans in Manila are going to be able to experience that in the next three weeks. So I think, again, that speaks highly of Edwards. And he also spoke highly of the rest of the team. He's There's just some such a level of excitement about coaching this squad with Halliburton and Bridges. And like you mentioned, just all good guys willing to ball. Um, during a moment earlier, Halliburton and Bridges were hanging out, talking. And they could be talking about anything at this point, right? They could be talking about how hot the weather is in Manila, how bad the traffic is, or how long the flight, how long the flights were. Instead, they were talking about basketball, you know, talking about some kind of pass to be to make, some kind of layup to attempt when you're driving in the rim. So there's a lot of hoop stock and like just uh-huh. genuine basketball conversations going on. And you can see why that that would appease Spolstra so much because that's what he loves to do. And the coaching staff he's with too, Steve Kerr, Ty Lu, Chip England, and the rest of the guys around him. I think this is the kind of crew that he just loves to have around. And that just really shows when he answered these questions that I asked him earlier. We appreciate it, Navinia. And I think you'll see things this year from Spolstra that he picks up from these guys. We know he studies other coaches. Uh, there, there's a lot to be. I, I know that you know some are not a fan of some things that Steve Kerr does, but certainly in the motion offense uh, stuff that he does and, and the way he runs his team. Ty Lue has been – I think Ty Lue has become a better coach since he left Cleveland, actually. Uh, Ty's very good at making do with less, uh, which is one of the things that Spo does. And Chip Anglin, I mean, just to have him around I think is, is terrific. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of the great shooting coaches – of all time. And he'll take Spo will take some stuff from him, but I, I really, I, you know, I, I, at first I looked at the list of players on this team. I was like, okay, I don't know. I'm again in this, into this, but this is a pure basketball group and it's a young basketball group. And, and I actually think it's the right group for the country to get behind here a little bit. There are no prima donnas on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I think they're, you know, I, I hope that they go far. I mean, France, Australia, before we let you go, um, where do you have them? Like if I was to say your top three, in this tournament, what would they be? I think USA is still number one at this point, just because of how loaded the roster is. And after seeing how Anthony, um, sorry, how Ant took over the game against Germany the other day, late in the fourth quarter, where he could just really get explosive and go off for like eight points. And you have the Halliburton, um, Reeves bent unit coming off the bench, that unit being led by those two guys and how quickly they can turn the pace of the game. I think there's going to be a struggle maybe in a tight game situation against like a France or Slovenia um, in terms of, okay, who's going to take the shot? Obviously, Edwards is the best choice, but if Edwards is double team, triple team, like can someone else, you know, step up to the plate and take over? Can someone else um, lead things? I guess Brunson would be another good option, but there have been times where they've played good without Brunson on the court with Halliburton and uh, Reeves inside there instead. So I think that's going to be interesting decisions. So one thing Steve Kerr mentioned actually, and I'll answer the, sorry, just to answer your last question too, I think the other two teams to look out for are France and Canada. I think France is pretty loaded. Um, Canada, because they have 
Shea, I think that's going to be very exciting to look at. Slovenia would have number four right behind them. I'm interested to see how Dominican Republic does with Kat in the roster. Mm-hmm. But back to the point. So Steve Kerr actually said for each of their upcoming games in the first group phase, you know, New Zealand, Greece, I'm forgetting the last team. I'll have to double check. Each of his assistant coaches are going to come up with game plans. He didn't say who for which game. So Tai Lu is going to have um, a game plan for one game. Spolz is going to have a game plan for one game. So he's really letting his assistants help scout and determine what they do. And he's kind of playing the role of just keeping everything together. And I think there's such a good chemistry with the team. They're going to be tested. I think they might lose one game in the group phase, but I think ultimately they're going to go all the way and win that gold medal. I wonder if Canada had Jamal Murray, what that would look like. Cause I, they, they Ooh. were, they were a sleeper coming into this, but if they, if they had Jamal with Shea with right. the way RJ's playing right now, a um, little thin up front, but I mean, we love KO, right. but you know, little, li- li- little thin up front, but right. uh, they, they have it, they had an interesting mix. I think without Jamal, it's going to be a little bit more of a struggle. We know France Fournier plays different uh, in these tournaments, um, you know, and you still have Rudy, uh, for what it's worth, he can't be played off the floor quite as easy in international competition as he can in the NBA. But I, I, I think that I'm, I'm with you. I think the USA probably drops one on the way and everybody panics. But I, I think what we're seeing is, um, you know, we're going to see the profiles of particularly uh, Brunson's kind of there because he's in New York. But I think the profiles of Edwards Halliburton uh, Reeves is there, obviously, because he's he's a unicorn of sorts and he's a Laker. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I, I think we're going to see some of these guys. Jaron Jackson Jr. is another one who. Um, I, you know, I think his profile is going to increase and I, I do agree with you. I think, I think ultimately they win. And I think this is a good experience for Eric. And, and look, I, I think when they ever, the heat put their best foot forward and they put their best people out there that people generally gravitate towards them and to the organization. And as Eric takes a bigger right. role, I think this is really good for him. Well, Naveen, we appreciate it. Um, you should follow us. Go ahead, Naveen. Can they just add like a few more spolster stuff that yeah, I think, go ahead. Uh, the heat fans would be interested. So dear USA points, one, I've noticed Austin Reeves is pretty popular with the rest of the guys. And I think he's earned his spot in the team just because of how hard he's played and how he meshes with the rest of the guys. But back to the Spolster part. I'm not sure if you know this. You probably do. You're covering him. So there was a quick Q&A part with the campers and the kids after the camp earlier. And so he was talking a little bit about the big three days, how happy he was to see Ray, Chris, Dwayne get into the Hall of Fame how he kind of indicated how he's excited to see LeBron eventually get in there as well too without saying it out loud. But that was kind of the vibe I was getting from reading between the lines. And he mentioned how he prepares himself mentally for games. He admitted, and this was something I found rather interesting because I don't think I heard him say this before. He admitted that he actually has dealt with anxiety in preparation um and he said he had two ways that he deals with it one was meditation he mentioned downloading apps on the iphones uh, or on anyone's phone uh, and really using those app to apps to prepare meditation and get ready mentally to relax but another thing he does every night is he has a gratitude journal so every night after the day is done after his work is done he mentioned this to the young kids he gets his gratitude journal and he writes down things that he's happy about, things he's thankful for. And that kind of keeps him to his center, keeps him grounded. And right before my interview with him started, I was so curious about it. So I asked it because I told him, you know, Coach Bo, I get so drawn, drawn into my work that sometimes I forget about the outside world totally. And I feel like with you and coaching all the way back to when you were in the video room, 
you were like this as well. And he was like, you know, yeah. But then, you know, having the gratitude journal kind of helped change things for him. So I just found that so interesting and something that could help people out there beyond just basketball coming from quite the leader that's Poltris. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. And I, I haven't heard him talk about that specifically before. I know he's given out uh, books. He believes in, you know, the self-help kind of category of the bookstore is something that he goes to. He's given out books to his players before. But when you mentioned the meditation, that kind of brings this to mind is I, I just remember during the big three era where, you know, there would be these pictures of him sitting on the bench, right? Everything, all this stuff going on around him. Heat big three heat would be in a you know a a hostile environment, really hostile environment, uh during the playoffs or something, and LeBron would be going out and all this, and Spo would just be sitting there in the middle on a chair, just looking straight ahead, like at no one, but sort of lost in thought. And I think at the time there was criticism of it because it's like it looks like the role's too big for him, but that's just the way he handled it. It was just the way yep. he had to swirl around him and the noise and all that. We've seen him get much more comfortable in his own skin. As time's gone on. And and I think that you made a good point here earlier on, which was that, you know, I, I don't think that he was the greatest communicator during the big three era. That was one of the issues. He had David Fisdale for that. Uh, Fizz was the guy who was kind of the big three liaison when when Chris and Dwayne and, and LeBron had a problem. They went to Fizz, who then brought it to Spo. over the years. I think Spo's level of communication, particularly with the back end of his roster, has improved immeasurably. Uh, players used to complain about whether they were in or out of the rotation. You don't really hear that anymore. Uh, there, I think there's much more of a communication level with him, with Chris Quinn, uh, with others on the coaching staff, with the players to kind of let them know what the expectations are, what the roles are. And that's allowed them to take on some projects. And I think that is, we, we just did a playback on Christian Wood. And I look at a player like that and I'm like, okay, that really hasn't worked in the last couple of situations, but maybe now with Spo it could. And I, I think that gives them... Uh, you know, kind of a different level of comfort as they go forward. Well, Naveen, we got to go, but I appreciate you taking the time, staying up late, 2.30 a.m. as we close this thing. Mm -hmm. Get some sleep. Um, everybody follow Naveen's work, not just when the Heat are in the Philippines, but he does an excellent job uh, throughout during the season. We all follow you here at Five Reasons Sports, and, and again, we appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you so much, Ethan. Yeah, I've been following you guys for years. You guys are doing a great job covering the Heat. Always looking forward to your pods after each game. And I'm sure you guys are only going to get better as the years pass by. It's been a thrill being here with you, and I hope to be back in the future if you guys will have me. Well, we'll get better as soon as Brady takes over the hosting duties. Have a good night, Naveen. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.